Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, we're just a couple of days left until the Super Bowl, and I know a lot of you are excited to see what's going to happen in Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady, as I am. And the overarching storyline here, aside from the massive difference in age, is could Patrick Mahomes be the next Tom Brady? Uh, And that's despite the fact the first time Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes uh, was in kindergarten when Tom Brady started in college. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was not yet born, I believe, is uh, is the way that goes. So there's a big generational age gap between Brady and Mahomes. But who wins this game, to me, is not going to be the most lasting impact to come out of this game for purposes of changing, potentially, the way the NFL is organized right now. In fact, what is going to continue to be the number one overriding story, I think, is a lot of NFL executives sitting back and saying, man, Tom Brady, one guy, went and changed the entire trajectory of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer franchise. We don't need to go into the draft and have a perfect draft and wait three or four years for our young talent to develop. We just need the right quarterback. That's certainly the gamble that the Rams have taken with Matthew Stafford. That also, I believe, is the gamble that several teams could be interested in taking going forward. Patriots, Bears, Colts, 49ers, Dolphins, Washington, and Saints. Those are, to me, depending on what uh, Drew Brees decides to do, those are the seven teams that are out there right now that are good enough to feel like with a new quarterback we could potentially win the Super Bowl. Again, those teams, the Patriots, the Bears, the Colts, the 49ers, the Dolphins, Washington, and the Saints. So that storyline is hanging out there. But the Colts storyline may have a little bit of sizzle because we talked about Jim Ursay, I believe it was last week, when Jim Ursay came out and gave a lot of interesting quotes about Andrew Luck. And what did I say on this radio program? I said, to me, this is Jim Ursay sending a public message to Andrew Luck that he would love to have him back in uh, Indianapolis. 
No great surprise there. But the internet now has taken off massive rumors. We're going to talk with my guy Joe Kenzie, who writes at OutKick in the third hour of this program. We will dive into this a bit more with him. But we have now entered into the Ferris Bueller universe of internet speculation. If you remember in Ferris Bueller, uh, in the uh, in the class when there's a, uh, you know, my sister's boyfriend's best sister, whatever it is, uh, when there was the talk about why Ferris Bueller wasn't in school, well, there now is some sizzle out there. Reportedly, according to internet rumors, this is a fun one, not a bad one. Andrew Luck's wife is saying that her husband misses football and that he's had a meeting with Jim Ursay. Where does this come from? Alleged text message screenshots that are up on OutKick from uh, along this, uh, this story. Quote, my wife has a mutual friend with Nicole's best friend, which is the wife of Andrew. I think this answers a lot of our questions. This was Sunday or uh, yesterday. I'm not sure. And so there are now a lot of uh, tweets about there, uh, out there about Andrew Luck potentially being interested about coming back. Now, what did Jim Ursay say? We know 100% what Jim Ursay said. Last week, Ursay said, it stands where it stands. Andrew's retired. He knows we would love to have them him back but only he could ever answer that question. This was last Wednesday. Jim Ursay also said he knows we would love to have him back, uh, but only he can answer his question deep in his heart and soul. Hey, do I really want to come back and be a quarterback for the Colts again in the NFL? It's easy for us. He knows how much we'd love to have him be our quarterback. I don't really know if we'll see that. I think he's happy. He's raising his daughter. He has a wonderful family. He's a great Colt. This is Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts. He knows that he can come back anytime he wants, but at the same time, we respect he's made that decision. So, I said last week when we were talking about this, I said, look, you can criticize Jim Ursay all you want, but I don't think Jim Ursay last week would have decided to come out publicly and even raise the issue of Andrew Luck coming back unless he thought potentially that Andrew Luck was out there talking about it. Because what Jim Ursay does by publicly discussing it is help to drive up potentially the interest in Andrew Luck because everybody out there is so excited to hear about it. It helps to drive up the fever pitch. Plus, it's a little bit of evidence out there. Matthew Stafford, the Colts didn't really go after him aggressively. We talked with Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated earlier this week on the show, and Albert said, look, Carolina went after him aggressively. The Washington football team was after him aggressively. There were eight teams that were willing to make a play for Andrew Luck. The Colts arguably made as much sense as anybody because Phillip Rivers has retired, Jacoby Brissett's contract is up. They don't really have anybody ready to step in at all. I don't think Jacob Eason is the answer. And so the expectation out there was that the Colts would make an aggressive play coming after Matthew Stafford. But then it didn't happen. Why would the Colts not have made a run at Matthew Stafford? Maybe it's because they think there's a possibility that Andrew Luck's going to come back. And if they wait between now and when the draft happens, if they want to make a move and they know Andrew Luck is saying no, then basically if Luck doesn't come back now, he's probably never coming back, right? Because the situation is perfect for Andrew Luck to return at this point in time. So they could wait until the draft, decide to trade up, maybe put a couple of packages together. Maybe they talk about Matt Ryan Maybe there's somebody else out there that they're interested in. But in the meantime, if you've got an all-pro caliber quarterback in Andrew Luck who could potentially come back healthy with a remade offensive line with Jonathan Taylor who is becoming a revelation at the running back position, this Colts team is a quarterback away from being able to contend for a championship. 
why in the world would Andrew Luck not be interested in making the move and potentially joining right now? I think there's something to these rumors. I think Andrew Luck to the Colts might possibly happen. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Juan Gabriel, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Jeff, let's just start off right where everybody has been diving into the question here. Who wins? Why? Well, that's, uh, I mean, it feels simple, and also, at the same time, it never really is, right? I mean, the, the Chiefs have a much easier path to victory. They are, uh, I don't know if they're the more talented team, but they have the better quarterback and they have uh, at least played better this season. And when they play their best, no one has a chance to beat them in the NFL. But I thought Tampa would lose to New Orleans. I thought they would lose to the Packers. And here they are. They're still in it. And they're playing really good on defense. And you have Tom Brady and the offensive weapons and two weeks to prepare. So, um, you know, I really think the Chiefs is, is the answer here. But I, I, I would, I can't be that dismissive of the, of the Bucks as much as I want to be, just because they've proven me long, wrong the last two games. But the Chiefs are better, man. Andy Reid off a of bye is like twenty six and five. I think Mahomes and Reid off a of bye are seven and zero. 
including the Browns game this year, the Mahomes, you know, they're up 22-3 before he got hurt. So I, I think it's the Chiefs, but again, um, Tampa's defense, I'll have to say about that. Okay, so the offensive line of the Chiefs seems like it might be uh, maybe the biggest issue. If the Chiefs were going to lose, their offensive line is unhealthy. We know with uh, with the, the the ability to get after the quarterback of the defensive line of the Bucks. Certainly, they, uh, I think, had five sacks against Aaron Rodgers. They put a lot of pressure on him. They were really the reason that the Bucks won against the Packers. Is there any reason for concern there for the Chiefs? This is the most injured offensive line we've ever seen to start and play a Super Bowl. I, mean, I don't think it's even close. If you look at the pencil and starters from this, you know, from before the season, four of the five aren't playing right now, and, and the fifth is the center who got benched this year at one point because of his play. So there's a concern there as, as, as usual, but Pat Mahomes kind of makes everything right in the end, right? He's able to throw the ball quickly, he's able to avoid pressure. And so while I like to say, hey, it's a big problem, and I certainly think it can be, I've seen no evidence. I mean, they've played with, with a lot of these backups all season. It has not been an issue. It's pretty incredible to, to play with so many backups and get to a Super Bowl uh, on, the, on the offensive line. So credit to, to Coach Reed and, and Andy Hector, offensive line coach, but I feel like at some point it has to matter. It has to matter. Maybe this is the game that does matter. And and I think that Tampa Bay's defense line will get home, but you know their secondary also has to cover. So it's kind of is twofold. You you can't, you can't just um, rush the pass without having everyone covered in the back end. What stands out to you in particular as you look at this matchup that you think will ultimately be the reason why the Chiefs win? Uh, is it as simple as Patrick Mahomes? Uh, I mean, or is there something else where you see an advantage for the Chiefs? Yeah, there's another there's another uh, part where I think the Chiefs uh, have an advantage. Tampa's offensive line is really good. Uh, they're really good left guard, center, and right tackle. The right guard, Alex Kappa, got hurt against Washington early in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, their backup right guard is just not as good. And so Chris Jones for the Chiefs, is going to have a big game, in my opinion. I already bet him over his sack numbers. Actually, I might take a small piece on MVP at plus 12,000 for him. Um, it's a very obviously off the wall bet, but you have to hope he gets a couple sacks, force fumble. Maybe he runs one in. I don't, who knows? But um, I think Chris Jones will have a really big game. We know that getting pressure on Tom Brady is the key to stopping him. It's the key to stopping every quarterback. But we've seen it really negatively affect Tom Brady, especially when you can get pressure inside out. And Chris Jones obviously can do that. Um, looking at the big picture here, I feel like the NFL is not getting enough credit for managing to finish the season on schedule, right? I mean, we are now, whatever it is, three days before the Super Bowl is officially scheduled. I don't think anybody out there listening to us right now would have believed back in September when the NFL kicked off that they were going to be able to play all 16 games for every team, all 32 teams are going to play their complete schedule, and they were going to finish on time. It's one of the most remarkable achievements I can ever remember from any league. Are we underrating what the NFL accomplished here, the players, the coaches, the the, the, the uh, league officials, Everybody that had to be pulling in the same direction to make this possible. Uh, yes, we're not giving them the credit because people don't like giving the NFL credit for anything, and so yeah. uh, I'm not surprised we're not giving them credit here. I mean, you know, they played through a pandemic, and this is um, this is what putting resources and money and effort and following guidelines and creating your own guidelines, quite honestly. Um, and, you know, just putting the, the actual good old-fashioned effort into something. And they put their money into making sure the protocols were right, the testing was done right, they listened to their doctors, they listened to the research, and they came up with protocols that work. And they actually published, right, they published the protocols last week, I think. The CDC and NFL put together a report on how they did this. I think they're changing some, some protocols uh, for everyone based off of what the NFL was able to do, you know six feet if you stay six feet within six feet outside six feet with a mask on um you know you should have a problem if you're with someone for more than 10 or 15 minutes I mean, you know they've done some research on what the nfl did and 
and they deserve a lot of credit for them. They'll never get it, of course. Um, but the machine went on. No missed games. Obviously, this week so far, knock on wood, we've had no positive tests. Obviously, that I'm surprised the, the Chiefs barber incident party. is pretty crazy, isn't it? I, it? You know, I'm surprised the Chiefs did that. Um, you know, he tested negative three times, tested positive during the middle of a haircut. Like I know it's a Super Bowl, and you want to look clean, but maybe this is the week you just let that one go. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a few scraggly hairs so I don't get COVID from my barber. Um, or maybe don't incredible. have 20 guys go to the same barber. Well, they bring him into the facility, so he cuts yeah, his right. hair. That's why. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, you know, I was a, I was a supercuts guy, so I didn't have to worry about needing my barber to come to the to the, uh, to the facility for me. What do you? Th- that's such a ridiculous story. That would have been perfect if somehow Patrick Mahomes had missed the uh, Super Bowl because he got a haircut from a barber the Chiefs brought in, along with uh, a bunch of other guys. If somehow that had happened. What do you uh, what do you expect in terms of the travel situation? The Bucks are getting to play at home. Uh, I know you haven't played in the the, the Super Bowl, uh, but to travel the night before the game basically and treat it like any other game for the Chiefs, help or hurt in your mind? Uh, it's it's really not being treated very much differently than in any other game. And then for the Bucks, is there a home field advantage in a substantial way? I think that um, you know, this is such an odd week because normally this is Radio Row, right? Like yeah, we're, yeah. we're down in Tampa all week, and you know today is Thursday, so you're already like getting the the high profile players pitching their products on your show. That's right. Um, you know, it's like it's like a weird. This is Thursday and Friday start being really weird. Radio Row, like it gets a little hectic. Friday's intense, so like Joe Montana and pitching some products. All these Hall of Famers come by. Um, and it feels like a party, and it feels like you know this big atmosphere, this big buildup, and the players are in town for an entire week. And this year, there's none of that. It feels like a very regular week. The Chiefs are not going to show up, I think, until Saturday. Um, and then Tampa's just practicing like a regular week. There's going to be 22,000 fans. I think what 7,500 will be healthcare workers. I, they, you know, the Chiefs are sending some. Uh, obviously, some will be very local. I think other teams are sending some as well. So you know, kind of neutral. Probably neutral cheering base there. You know how many of the twenty-two thousand fans are going to be just Tampa or Chiefs fans? Probably not a lot. I mean, it's a very expensive ticket. There's a lot of corporate money. There's just nothing. Nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't affect any team. Um, I do feel bad though. This is the one year, right? The first time the home seat, the home team uh, has the Super Bowl, right? And there's no fans there. If there were seventy thousand fans, the stadium was full. I think it would be an advantage for Tampa, but they're not. They're not even letting them fire the cannons either. They're letting them fire the cannons. Like, come on. Yeah, guys. I saw that story. All, all these, all these Chiefs fans are like, it's unfair. It's a freaking cannon. Who cares? The, yeah. the play's over. They've already scored a touchdown. What does it matter if a cannon goes off after scoring a touchdown? Well, they could play fire the cannons both ways, too. Yeah, right? well, they, they, they said they're going to they fire the cannons after whoever wins. Like, the game's over, they can fire the cannons. Yeah, the whole the fact that there's a pirate ship there is just vintage Tampa. I mean, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. It's been there but the also, whole time. It's pretty funny when you, when you go there and play there, and you just like – you walk out of the end zone right and under the tunnel right to the left. It's just a giant pirate ship in the stadium. <laughs> it is really, really funny. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Shorts. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Shorts. Uh, let's, uh, let's dive into some of these big questions people have been asking. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, to me, is now in his second Super Bowl. He's in his, been in his third straight AFC championship game. If you were setting right now, over under how many times Patrick Mahomes is in the Super Bowl going forward? He's already got two. What should that number be? And I've seen a lot of people ask this question. They put the number what five and a half, I think, because that's you know you look at anyone under Tom Brady. No one's been to more than five. Elway, Elway is LA, second place at five. That's right. Okay, five. Yeah, five. Right, because then you look at like Jim Kelly was four and. Bradshaw was four, and Joe Montana was four. Um, so I, I would say that it, I would still go under five and a half. I mean, God, it is so hard to win consistently. What the, what the Patriots did is not real life. Like that's not the way it's going to go for Kansas City. I have two separate dynasties. I mean, just look at look at now. So you've been on this this run, and it's been great. You've had everyone healthy. You have not really had any losses of your main players. 
for more than two or three games at a time, right? Pat obviously was out for two games last year. Tyreek Hill missed a couple games last year. You've, you've had no interest from Kelsey, not, barely any from Chris Jones or Frank Clark or Honey Badger, or the offensive line's been pretty healthy till this year. Like, you just have had everything kind of go right for you that at some point it does derail. This is the NFL, right? It, it's hard to keep up. Even the Patriots, they went, you know, they went, they won three and four years, and then they had took three years off, I think, then lost the Giants, another three years off, lost the Giants. Like, it takes, it, it's hard to do this consistently. And so I just would go under. I think that's the, the best play here. Um, you know, is, again, they have to replace a lot of these stars at some point, and the team will be very different. What about Brady? Um, I mean, this is an unbelievable accomplishment to be in the Super Bowl for a 10th time with a uh, with a brand new team like he has done. How many more years do you think Brady can play based on what you see? He's 43 right now. Uh, he's got one year left on his contract. Maybe they'll try to extend it in the offseason. That could be an interesting discussion. Or Brady could set it up so that he's an unrestricted free agent again and go out and check and see whether there's a better location for him to finish his career. Uh, how, how many more years do you think he plays? Uh, however long he wants to play. I, I am, um, it's, I've always said that when his wife is like, dude, you're done playing, so stop playing. But I don't think that's the case. I think he's going to play. He obviously wants to prove everyone wrong, right? The TB12 method and his ability to get uh, plastic surgery on his face to make him look younger. <laughs> I mean, all those things. Are are continuing to to get him, you know, through it and his his ability to focus. And I saw a story that his family's not even going to be in town for twelve like, days. While he prepares, like yeah. he just like his family's like, oh, all right, on we'll just leave for twelve days. Um, it's a it's a balancing act, but he's obviously doing a good job of it. And he likes Tampa, and and I thought this year would be. They would be good. They make the playoffs, but not like this. I mean, they're they're going to be better next season, even right. So, I think he'll play as long as he can before his body uh, says no more. Where do you think Deshaun Watson ends up? That, let's just shift gears out of the Super Bowl. This is the question yeah. that we are debating the most out here uh, on the show. Um, I think he stays in Houston. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about he's going to force his way out and he's going to um, you know, to sit out for an entire season. Um but you know, it's going to be a lot of draft capital to get him. I think and Houston, as much as you know, Deshaun has the leverage of saying he's not going to play. Uh, we have very few circumstances in NFL history where players sat out for an entire season, right? We have Le'Veon Bell. I think from the quarterback position, Carson Palmer did it. Uh, but Carson Palmer was like in year eight or nine by the time he, he did that. And I just don't see Deshaun Watson following through with it in the end. Um, and I, I think that. I, they don't have to trade him again. So I think it's going to be tough to move him. The, the, the price to get rid of him is going to be, to buy him, I should say, right, is going to be very expensive. And there's a couple things they can do with the Jets and Dolphins. They're going to try probably, but I don't know, man. It, it feels too easy to trade him, and that never really is the case in the NFL. So I think, I think there's a good chance he doesn't go anywhere. You think Andrew Luck is really thinking about coming out of retirement? No. Just no doubt I mean, for I, you. Yeah. I, I don't know. Who started that rumor? I have no idea. Well, last week, but, Jim Ursay started talking about it kind of in uh, earnest. There's an open job because Philip Rivers retired and Jacoby Brissett's contract is out. If he were ever going to come back, this is when he would do it. It, and, it would be, but I just, I don't know. Man. He's been out for two years now. We don't even hear from him ever. He's probably up in the in the, in the the Palo Alto forest. But yeah. Just, reading books and enjoying his life. Like, I don't really, you know, a lot of guys, I'm not, I'm not at all saying Andrew Luck didn't love football because he can't play for that long and not love football. But, you know, a lot of guys have passions outside of football. It does, it bothers people to understand, to realize yeah. that. And, you know, he was beat up for so many years. He even cited, he goes, man, I just like my, my, my daily living. Like I was worried that I, you know, the more I got hurt, the less I could just live my life when I was done playing. Yeah. I have so many things I want to do with life. And so he said, he peaced out. And I admire players for doing that, that understanding when their time is, because a lot of guys play too long and, and their careers um, end up suffering because of it. Their bodies end up suffering. So I am, I hope he doesn't play um, and uh, just enjoys retirement. Outstanding stuff as always. He's Jeff Schwartz. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
couple of things floating around out there. We started off the program talking about uh, Andrew Luck and the rumors that are out there about whether or not he may, may be considering coming out of retirement to take over for the Colts. There are some small suggestions that the Colts might be thinking about this as well. They didn't make that aggressive of a move after Matthew Stafford. They also had uh, what I would say was a pretty aggressive, in the grand scheme of things, pitch made by Jim Ursay last week in uh, in his media availability, the owner of the Colts. There's the rumor, which we'll get to uh, out with outkick writer Joe Kinsey in the next segment. Uh, there is the rumor out there uh, about uh, the, the alleged text messages involving Andrew Luck, uh, his wife saying he's uh, he's missing football and he wants to come back and play, alleged secret meeting with Jim Ursay. All of that would be a huge deal for the Indianapolis Colts going forward uh, and would be probably the most famous comeback uh, in the world of American team sports since Jordan. Is that a crazy, is that a crazy prognosis there? I'm trying to think of a bigger name athlete that would have left and then come back. I mean, you could talk about boxers. They always retire, though. I don't think you can really factor them in. Certainly, Gronk came back, and he'll be playing in this Super Bowl. Uh, But by and large, Hall of Fame caliber talents, usually in American team sports, don't retire and then decide to come back individual sports this stuff happens like I said boxers are always retiring and coming out of retirement sometimes in the Olympics for individual guys you can see uh, them deciding to retire and then come back Uh, but that story worth paying attention to I'll bring in the crew and get their opinion on that also strange uh, at least compared to the last four years on this show to be doing the Super Bowl remotely uh, meaning not on Radio Row, but I wonder, like, do you think listeners are missing us being on Radio Row at all? Because kind of a frenzy, and we end up with a lot of coaches and a lot of players, and there's a lot of different moving parts, but I don't know that the show itself is any worse. This is what I always try to think about from a listener perspective. So many of those coach and player interviews, they're going around and talking to a lot of different shows during the course of the program. And I'm not sure really that we have missed out that much uh, in the grand scheme of things. What do you think, Danny G? Do you think people miss the Super Bowl feel from us being remote this year? Next couple of years are on the West Coast, so that's a challenge for this time slot of a show regardless. Uh, The Super Bowl next year, brand new stadium out in Inglewood is in L.A., and then the year after that, I believe, is in Glendale. So it would be hard for us to be doing live uh, for the Super Bowl for the next two years anyway. I'll just tell you right now, I'm not going to be up at live at 3 a.m. on the West Coast on Radio Row because a lot of times there's hardly anybody on Radio Row at 6 a.m. when we do this show, much less 3 a.m. Yeah, it's the last two hours Eastern time that we had guests come and plug the headphones in and the and get the mic on and get everybody prepped to go on the air. I think the party feel is kind of what's missing and some of the classic moments. Like think about some of the great stories that have come out of us being on location. Like that lady at the aquarium telling you to F off. Yeah. She said the what the fish were uh what was her quote? I can't they were oppressed. Yeah the oppressed fish. (laughs) They they were oppressed. And also, you getting punked, remember? by Back then, it was called Lock It In. Your Lock It In crew with the Rams. Yeah, that was great. That was in Atlanta. Equipment manager in yeah. Atlanta. And supposedly, he had a heart attack, which it totally caught you off guard, and it really worked. You definitely got punked. I handled it like a pro, though. I went to break. You didn't know what to do, but I- I've never seen the look of fear on a broadcaster's face the way you had that morning. I thought he might have died right there live on the air. It was amazing. So, yeah, there's classic moments that come out of Radio Row. I think that's what's missing the most this week. Um, All right, so the Andrew Luck story, which is out there percolating, do you guys buy in to the fact that Andrew Luck might be coming back for the Colts? Uh, Danny G, are you buying into this story? 
I think you have to. I, I understand what Jeff was saying when you were talking to him just a few minutes ago that there's a, a lot of the population that are just like, well, he walked away. It's a health thing. He's not going to come back. But look, the rumors are he misses it. And if he misses it, it, we've seen this before with other athletes where they have that time off. They have a year or two off and they don't know what to do with themselves and they want to come back. I think you have to take this for what it could be. Last time we talked about this last week, remember I told you I thought it was a long shot, and you're like, well, it may may not be that much of a long shot. And I told you it's going to take more than this, though, for the rest of the media to jump all over this. And how right that was, because we were the only show really talking about this last week. And now, because of the internet rumors with that screenshot, suddenly every show was talking about it yesterday. We'll we'll get into it with Joe Kinsey, who wrote about that uh, screenshot rumor uh that uh that that is kind of taking the internet by storm um and see whether or not he buys into it what about you dub do you think aaron, uh, aaron Rodgers? do you think andrew luck is going to come back if you were setting odds man if i'm setting odds i don't really know where to set them but if i'm andrew luck i mean i gotta be licking my chops because this this is definitely a top five roster in the nfl top to bottom on the offensive side and the defensive side which wasn't really the case necessarily while he was their quarterback a few years back. Now, since he's been gone, they've really just put in all the pieces around you know the quarterback position. I think there's a pretty decent chance. I would probably put, I, I would say it's 60-40 that he stays retired. But I mean, that's a pretty good chance if that's true. Yeah, I'm up to almost 50-50 just because the more and more I think about it, if you just kind of start to piece together first of all last week Jim Ursay again we played those or read those quotes from Jim Ursay and I thought man it's kind of unexpected that he would suddenly come out the way he did making basically a public pitch for Andrew Luck to come back and then uh and then you have the Colts not really making as aggressive of a move as we thought they might going after Matthew Stafford because I thought Honestly, if Matthew Stafford were going to go anywhere, that the Colts were likely to be the favorite. And it's not like the Colts had that high of a pick and they weren't all in on Matthew Stafford, which makes me think that they have some other possibility. And then you combine that with sort of the viral story about Andrew Luck's wife supposedly talking with one of her girlfriends about how much her, uh, about how much her husband misses being able to, uh, to play football. And all those things, to me, are moving in favor of potentially him returning. What about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? What do you think? Well, it's a great story, and I would love to see it. I just, I seriously doubt that he's going to come out of retirement. I just haven't seen any evidence, and maybe the next segment, uh, you know, you guys can convince me otherwise, but I just don't see any evidence that he misses football, that he wants to come back to football. Uh, I don't see anybody quoting, I mean, again, these text messages, we'll see, but I just I I'm, I really don't think he's going to come back. If he was going to come back, though, this would be the perfect time. But I just I'm very skeptical. Is this the biggest team athlete return since Jordan? I can't think of another one. I, I mean, mean, at this at this important of a position with yes. a team that's poised potentially to be a Super Bowl contender, I can't think of another and, one. And as shocking of a way that he left, right? Which everybody, I mean, that was such a bombshell when he decided that he was going to walk away. And it would also be a bombshell if he came back. Roberto, what do you think? Yeah, considering how he just left, no, I, I don't. I'm, I agree with that. I, I don't think he's coming back, man. I, I don't. I don't think so. All right. So uh, I teased this. I think a couple of days ago, uh, we got five star reviews, and then we've got an animal Thunderdome, and then we'll roll into my guy uh, Joe Kinsey. So uh, let's go. Do we have the five star review music? Uh, whatever that uh, may sound like. There we go in the background. Uh, Danny G, what have uh, what have the listeners been bringing forth? You can go give us a five-star review. Uh, would appreciate you doing so. As always, get out there, and maybe you can have your uh, review read yep. for the masses here. Yeah, going to give away some five-star exclusive, five-star outtake right. t-shirts right now. I like to start with a one-star review just to keep you humble. This is from Dolphin Ray Costas, he titles it. Disappointed that you didn't go after Costas, Clay. He's another clueless progressive. Okay. That's the whole review? That's his whole one-star review. That's what uh, Bob Costas was on the wins and losses podcast, Yeah, and it's like a long-form interview. I don't think you're going to go after that person uh, when they're sitting down long-form with you. 
Can you imagine if that's your opening thing with Costas? Why do you suck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go with the first winner. His title, My Local Radio Switched to Outkick. This is JR. I know this review may be a little long, but I have a lot to say. My local sports radio station in Fort Wayne is owned by Federated Media, and they recently switched to all Fox Sports shows instead of ESPN. This happened right after Golick was fired, and I remembered the day I told my Alexa to play the local sports radio, and an unknown show came on. I thought, okay, this is interesting. They replaced Golick with this guy? He doesn't sound like Keyshawn Johnson, but whatever. I then got in my Jeep to drive to work and heard OutKick in all its glory. So glad our local sports station ditched ESPN and picked up Fox Sports Radio. I would say the most important part of this is that when I leave home to go to work, I tell my Alexa to play Fox Sports Radio instead of ESPN Radio, which my two dogs really appreciate since ESPN people do not like dogs. <laughs> I think I, that's like stealing a quote from you. Yeah, I, you know what? Uh, the uh, ESPN, I actually feel bad for ESPN Radio. They are just being destroyed to such an extent. It's not even a fair fight right now. You go from me to Dan Patrick to Colin Cowherd, and nobody is listening yeah. to ESPN Radio. They're to losing affiliates like crazy. To the odd couple, to Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, to Ben Maller. What a lineup. All right, next winner here, Jeff the Browns fan. Mixed feelings. Clay and the crew, I found your show early in the COVID hysteria, trying to escape from all the Corona bros inciting fear. Loved the data and rational information. Shared it with my uninformed and a uh, bit liberal wife. Wow. Now my wife listens to the podcast, reads the mailbag instead of hearing about all of her faceless coworkers and their families. I am greeted with, did you hear your boy Clay today? And I get a recap of the show that I just listened to. All seriousness, keep up the great work, hoping that the crew gets $30,000 next fantasy season. Yeah, it's a tough break. Tough break. Yeah, why you got to bring up old stuff, I know, the fantasy football game that we lost, I mean, in the semifinals, it's still a tough spot. All right, and then uh, another winner here, Almond Joy 25, his title, Corona Bros, No Moss. I was a faithful listener to 710 ESPN Radio, but after an early airport run one day, I stumbled upon Clay Travis. What a refreshing change of pace. I can always appreciate someone in the media that speaks the truth. I have to thank you for coining the phrase Corona Bros. I've been dropping that left and right, LOL. I now have my brother and four coworkers constantly listening to the show. Keep it up and keep telling it how it is. It is remarkable how many people we have added. Um... You know, I think we tripled our podcast audience from 2019 to th- 2020. I'm not sure we could do that again. If we did, we would be the biggest American sports podcast on radio. I mean, that's how that's how big we've gotten already. If we tripled again, there'd be nobody else our size. Uh, I don't think we can triple again because I think it's hard to grow that fast in back-to-back years. But, you know, already we're one of the two or three biggest radio shows in the uh, in the entire country. Um, pretty wild. Pretty wild to think about. All right. And our final T-shirt winner for this week, Cody Boy 82 His title is Say Your Prayers and Take Your Vitamins. I started listening to OutKick uh, from a recommendation of a buddy who happens to be an Auburn fan in March of 2020. I was a casual sports fan who had strong opinions. Running from a virus is like hiding from your shadow. Eventually, you'll be forced to face it. And when you do, your best option is to listen to Hulk Hogan. Say your prayers and take your vitamins, brother. Versus living in delusion and fear like Corona Bros promote. I love your logical and straightforward views on everything. Haven't missed a day since. Awesome. Uh, That is fantastic. All right. Now we can pivot from the five-star reviews. You have got uh, Animal Thunderdome for us as we get ready. By the way, Joe Kinsey uh, up next. We're talking about uh, a lot of different angles of storylines, but in particular, uh, we'll dive into that Andrew Luck story that he had. But first, Animal Thunderdome. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet from strict respect to my face. Sam, you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, fire away. What do you got for me? All right, if you don't like bugs, you're not going to like this headline. 
After 17 years underground, a swarm of cicadas is set to descend on America. You ever seen one of these bugs? Oh, they're all over, yes. They're all over the East Coast and the Midwest. Well, the South, too. I mean, I grew up, I mean, with the cicada infestations. You're going to see a ton of them in the next few months. They go underground for 13 to 17 years. It's called a brood. And one of them is uh, about to bubble up. This... uh, interview with Newsweek, Michael J. Ropp, who's a professor at the University of Maryland, said that between Georgia and New York, there will surely be trillions emerging Yeah, as part of a strange survival strategy to overwhelm potential predators and ensure that the brood will rise again in another 17 years in 2038. Trillions? That's it. And they're not yeah, harmful. They're, they're not they're harmful. To, they're ugly as hell. They're not harmful to yeah. humans, though. Yeah, but they're just everywhere. I mean, uh, you know, I remember being a kid when the cicadas came, and then I remember, you know, like, I mean, they're they're just everywhere. Uh, they will kind of swarm you. They don't really do anything, uh, but uh, but it is, uh, it, it, I mean, they are everywhere. Yes, uh, I, I have lived through these before, and uh, I anticipate mm-hmm. it being uh, kind of crazy. Well, we have another story from your neck of the woods. I'm going to have WZTV tell the story. Oh, that's our local Fox affiliate. Yeah, listen to this. Just don't get to see every day. Check it out. A whopper of a fish. An East Tennessee man made the catch of a lifetime, you could say, over the weekend. Robert Livingston caught this massive American paddlefish. It's also known as a spoonbill. I mean, look at it. It fills up the back of the boat there on Cherokee Lake. This weekend, yeah, he's excited, and rightfully so. Livingston says he estimated the fish to be at least 150 pounds. can hardly lift it. And about six feet long, which is why you see him struggling. He says getting the fish on the boat was anything but easy. I can put uh, 150 pounds on uh, a bar, and I can cling it, and I can press it over my head with no problem. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but I mean, I couldn't. I mean, I was down on my knees and couldn't couldn't pick the fish up off the boat and had to lay literally lay down on my legs in the boat and then, you know, scoot my way into the chair and then I could barely stand up with it. <laughs> Crazy. Now, this Robert Livingston dude, Clay, he says that he didn't have any way bringing the giant fish back to shore without killing it. It definitely would have broke a world's record at 150 pounds. People keep dogging me for not taking it home. And the people who are avid fishermen are like, I did the right thing. I would hate to catch the fish of a lifetime and then say, yeah, I killed it. It's there swimming around. So maybe one day somebody else will catch it. That's pretty. What kind of fish is it? Do we know? A paddlefish. I don't even know what a paddlefish is. I'll tweet out a picture of it. Danny G Radio on Twitter. I'll tag you at Clay Travis. Yeah, 150 pound fish in a regular Ooh. lake is uh, or river is pretty crazy. All right, and um, a 73 year old man was bitten by a shark while snorkeling in Maui. It happened in waters in front of the Westin Ocean Resort. He was about 40 yards out. Maui Fire and Ocean Safety responded to the call after the California visitor was bit by an eight foot shark. He made it to shore on his own, and then he was given first aid by the staff at the resort. He suffered a shark bite on his calf. They say he's going to recover fine. And this brings me to some stats. I know you like shark attack stats. Yeah, I do. Around the world, shark attacks decreased for the third consecutive year in 2020, but unprovoked bites resulting in deaths numbered 10, more than double the average of four per year, making last year the deadliest for shark attacks since 2013. Yeah, I, I was reading about that, and they, they were trying to figure out why that was, whether more people were in the water because of COVID, so people were maybe taking more vacations outdoors, you know, with the focal point being the beach, yeah, uh, and or whether it was just, like you said, the number of bites were less significant, so maybe it was just statistically an anomaly where people who were getting bitten uh, just happened to get bitten in a way that was more dangerous. Uh, it is uh, it is crazy to think that only ten in the whole world, and that is a uh, that is a high number. And you hear about almost all of them at the Animal Thunderdome. Uh, all right, when we come back, we'll talk to Joe Kinsey, who is uh, a writer at Outkick, about the Andrew Luck rumor of his potentially returning, coming out of retirement, uh, and many more stories out there that he has been writing this week at Outkick, as always. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A lot of different stories to dive into, but I want to start with you explaining what the latest rumor is that has caught the interwebs by fire. Joe, thanks for getting up early with us with Andrew Luck and whether or not he might come out of retirement. Yeah, Clay, this story, uh, you know, the first thing is you always trust any guy that has some weird Twitter handle when he posts text messages that are supposed to be from Andrew Luck's wife to a friend of hers. I have a rule. I always trust those uh, text messages. So the story is that allegedly uh, Andrew Luck's wife is texting her friend, says, uh, Andrew has a meeting with Jim Ursay and uh, he really misses playing and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, one thing leads to another, and it's the top story across Indianapolis. The whole state of Indiana has fired up the possibility of Andrew Luck coming back based on these texts, Clay. Well, also Jim Ursay saying last week that, you know, basically kind of throwing out the possibility that maybe Andrew Luck would come back. If you were setting odds, what do you think the chances are that Andrew Luck comes back? Uh, what's minus 350 sound like? That sounds like a big favorite that he would come back. 
Yeah, I, I actually think there's a reason why Ursay was uh, dropping those hints last week yeah. during the State of the Colts address. It's like they're setting this up, and now this guy on Twitter with these texts, it's it's all adding up, Clay. I think I think Andrew Luck has said, let me try it again. I'll come back and uh, save the Colts. Uh, all right, there are a bunch of crazy stories that are out there, starting with the uh, the Andrew Luck. But a lot of people are focusing on many different angles of the Super Bowl. You, for anybody out there who's familiar with Tampa, there is a world, I think it's fair to say world-famous strip club basically across the street from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa called Mons Venus, which is uh, remained open during the uh, the pandemic so all the girls are still able to make their college tuition checks so that's nice uh but what is the expectation about what the uh what COVID is going to do to the overall strip club business during the super bowl well we know uh the owner is already saying that he expects the money to be down you know business down based on just the lack of celebrities in town the lack of uh you know media guys in town that need to get you know hit up the strip club so the, the strippers, literally, Clay, they're saying that they keep their backs to the customers because the they're wearing masks. Everybody's masked up in the strip club. Dancers are just, uh, you know, they're, they're keeping their distance and uh, keeping their masks on, and the show has they to They say that now. they've had zero cases of COVID come out of Mons yeah. Venus. Yeah, he's, he's definitely said he has no, you know, there's no been, they, they have not been contact traced. They're wide open. In fact, they have expanded the hours. You can now go to Mons Venus, and it's open from 2 p.m. in the afternoon till 6 a.m. in the morning, Clay. I can't <laughs> imagine, uh, you know, these guys getting lap dances as Clay Travis is coming on the radio. It is, it is pretty amazing that you guys – there's probably people out there in our listening audience who have literally walked outside of Mons Venus and heard me opening up uh, the radio show in the morning. So congratulations for that achievement. Um, LeBron in the news because he had a heckler, a, a real Housewives of Atlanta-looking woman named Juliana Carlos. Uh, mm-hmm. You, of course, were all over this story. For people out there who missed it, what happened in this, uh, in this entire fracas? Well, this this Juliana Carlos, her husband, he's a you know, he's a big Hawks fan. He's uh, super wealthy. Comes By out way, of Atlanta. Of all the things that you could be a big fan of in Atlanta, I don't know that the Atlanta Hawks would be the, the franchise that I would. I, I know the Braves disappoint everybody come October, uh, and certainly the Falcons are just a factory of sadness. But at least they've played games that matter. Like the Hawks never play games that matter. They might be the least relevant franchise in the whole NBA. This guy just loves the Hawks, Clay, and he is, he, for some reason, he has a problem with LeBron. He probably, you know, it, it probably has something to do with China, who knows, but uh, he is going at it with LeBron. Uh, LeBron's shooting back. There's like 100 people in the, in the arena. They have front, so, front row seats, which I didn't even know. Courtside seats in the NBA are back in some cities now. I had no idea. Yeah, it's uh, Atlanta definitely has it. So the uh, the couple in question here, they had friends with them. So there's like a they had like a four pack of tickets courtside. LeBron can hear everything. They're speaking right through their masks, and he's going back and forth with this woman. And you know, one thing leads to another. Security's like, we got to get you out of here. She's going nuts. Her her high heels are driving her nuts. Chris Carlos is getting accused of being an old steroid ass. You know, this, this is... I mean, because this Clay, dude is old and really ripped, right? I mean, he's probably yeah. 60 and he's super ripped. And he's just tan like Italian leather. Yeah, oh yeah, just of course. one of the best tan jobs you've ever seen. She's what, 20... Grow- how old does she say she is? 25? Well, she said she's 25. Now, a lot of people were, you know, they're giving her a lot of, you know what, over that number. Yeah. So she goes and she posts a screenshot of her uh, passport <laughs> to prove that she is 25. That's how far this story went down the line. Uh, one of the great stories of the last five years, I, I, you know I live for this stuff, and uh, the Carlos versus LeBron story is amazing. We had the uh, story in Cleveland, Clay, where the guy was kicked out for holding signs and yelling at LeBron. Yeah. So this is becoming a thing. 
And uh, we're going to see more of it, I think. Well, one thing that the NBA really hasn't prepared for is, you know, they went in their bubble and they've been so outspoken and everything else. But by and large, they really haven't played in front of fans for much of the last year. And so they're literally in kind of a media bubble, too, where people could watch their games, but fans really couldn't react to it. So I do think as more and more people start to show up, that becomes a more intriguing story. Another intriguing story that was out there, uh, we had uh, all of these um, uh, all of this GameStop uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, GameStop stock has fallen from 480 some odd dollars down to like 95 now. So you you've, if you bought in at the peak of the market, which some people inevitably do, then you've lost like 80% of your money. Is this story over? I think it is. I think it was one of those, you know, five-day stories where it, it gets to the the pinnacle of the nightly news, the CNN, Fox News, and then Robin Hood says we're not going to be able to pay this out or we're not going to be able to take these these plays. We're out. The game's over. Reddit is has you know, everybody moves on to the next story. We move on to LeBron versus the Juliana Carlos story. So I think it's done. I don't think they're – I thought maybe yesterday they would put up a little more of a fight. But Mark Cuban has come out, said, you know, watch for Reddit people down the road. But at this point, he's not in. So if he's not in, he's not supporting them. It looks like this uh, this is over with. Uh, a couple of other stories you have. Kevin James, the uh, the celebrity comedian – bought a $14 million uh, house in Delray Beach, Florida. That's, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the pictures of this house right now. That is pretty insane. It's a brand-new build, Clay. Uh, Ocean Boulevard there in Delray Beach. I guess I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar, but I guess it's, uh, it's Millionaire's Road. Uh, Ivanka lives there. Uh, you know, it's, it's high-end. But, Clay, I got to say, take a look at that house. And then tell me how interested you would be in walking across a street to get to the beach. You just dropped $14 million. I need that house right on the beach. I don't want to be walking across the street. I need that house on the other side of Ocean Boulevard. Yeah, it's interesting. It looks like the other side, looking at these pictures in Delray Beach, it looks like maybe that's a uh, maybe that's a state park because there's a lot of greenery before you get to the beach, which obviously doesn't look bad either. Final, and this house is incredible, I, you would think, yeah. for $14 million, it better be. Um, so uh, final thing, how wild is it that maybe it's the perfect ending to an NFL COVID season the Kansas City Chiefs almost had major Super Bowl issues because of their barber. Uh, you wrote about this as well. Uh, explain for people out there who may not be aware of how close to disaster the Super Bowl came just based on people getting their haircuts. Yes. Yeah, so the Chiefs have said, we're going to put these guys kind of in a bubble. We're going to bring in whoever they need to get ready for the game. And one of the things is a barber. They they all want to have their haircut perfect look look fresh for the cameras for Super Bowl Sunday. And so the Chiefs brought in a barber. They they did their COVID testing on the barber. And uh, the barber starts cutting hair on Sunday. They get a test back saying, listen, he's COVID positive. He's mid-haircut. They yank him out of the facility. All these guys had lined up haircuts with this guy for Sunday's game. Uh, you have Mahomes. You have a lot of them that were going to get their hair cut Sunday morning by this guy. And what would have happened if the, the Chiefs claim and the NFL media claims that it's very possible you would have had Mahomes get contact traced? Do I think they would have sat Mahomes over a, a barber? I have high doubts on that, Clay. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be unbelievable. Joe, uh, good stuff as always. Tell people to follow yep. you at Joe Kinsey EXP. Appreciate you coming on. Keep up the good work. All right, see Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.